topic this morning is obligatory procrastination, exploring issues of preparation on Shabbos and Yantif. And we'll be looking into the limitations, the restrictions of Achana, the Isser Durbanan of doing anything on Shabbos or Yantif to prepare for after Shabbos and Yantif. The, uh, the basic definition of Achana we find in the Shmir Shabbos Kilchasa and Perak Chavches Os Ayin. Hachana Perusho. Here's the definition. Kol davar she'adam osa. Anything that a person does. Vuhu einu l'tzarech osu hayom. And it's not intended for that day. Afilu einu el l'tzarech muad. Even though obviously it's not a malacha. And it might not even be a big tircha. There's not much hassle. If you're doing it for after this day of either Shabbos or Yontif, that would be hachana. And even if you're only doing it verbally, and we'll see examples of verbal achana, that would all fall into the category of achana, and that would be asr midirabanan. Ulam, kol Anytime you do one action, and that's going to accomplish something for Shabbos, and it will also be helpful for after Shabbos, and that's part of your intention, that's mutter, because you're not doing any extra misa for after Shabbos. So achana is only when you're doing something above and beyond what's needed for right here and now, and you're doing that for after Shabbos. That's the definition of achana. Um, we find a couple of sources for this in Shas. I'll just share with you some of the, the most famous. The Mishnah in Shabbos, and Kuf Yagimel Amad Aleph, speaks about Omitsiyanes Hamitos Milele Shabbos Le Shabbos. You're allowed to make the beds on Friday night for Shabbos morning. Of Alomi Shabbos Le Motzoi Shabbos. However, you cannot make the bed on Shabbos for after Shabbos. Let's say, for example, you, uh, you wanted to make the bed ready for sleeping. So now it's Shabbos morning and you want to get the bed ready for sleeping for Shabbos, for Motzoi Shabbos, that would be a problem. If you plan on taking a nap Shabbos afternoon, and you're getting ready for then, so obviously that would be fine. That's one example we find in the Mishnah here in Shabbos. Later on in Kuf Yud Ches, the Gemara quotes a so Karush Ochel Behen Arvis, plates that you use to eat on Friday night, you're allowed to wash them for using them in the morning, on Shabbos morning. And if you use them Friday, Shabbos morning, rather, you're allowed to wash them to use them in the afternoon. However, the Brisa says, But if it's after Mincha, let's say it's Fishalashudas, so then Shuv then you can no longer wash these dishes knowing full well that you're not going to be using them on Shabbos. Avokosos, vikitonios, vitzlochios. However, if you have cups or ladles or flasks, all these things that are used for drinking, so the madiach v'holech kola yom kula lufisha ein kevelishtia. Those you're allowed to wash the entire day because there's no keva, there's no set time for drinking, so you're always allowed to wash at a glass because uh, theoretically you could still use it on Shabbos. So that's the uh, the Mishnah on Shabbos and Kuf Yud Gimel. That's the Brisa on Kuf Yud Ches. Now, regarding the reason as to why Achan is Aser, what was the motivation of Chazal? So the post can say it's based on Zilzal Shabbos, that if we were allowed to do extra things for after Shabbos or for after Yantif, that would be a somewhat degrading to the Kedusha Sayom. So that's the basic rationale behind this or Achan. Let's go through some of the basic klalim, some of the guiding principles in the world of Achan. So we gave our basic definition, doing any extra misa for after Shabbos or Yontif. 
Now there's one major exception, which is a case of hefsid, that if by not doing this action, I'll lose out, so then there's no Isra HaChana. Classic example would be, if we have food out after Friday night's meal, and we know very well we're not going to be eating that food throughout the rest of Shabbos, you're still allowed to put that back in the refrigerator, because otherwise it would be a hefsid. Another example is if you're reading a book or a cipher and you want to make sure to, to mark the spot so you take a bookmark, even though you're only doing that for after Shabbos, again, that would be mutter because of hefsid. Um, another example would be, we, we spoke about washing dishes, so generally you can't wash dishes unless you need them for Shabbos, but um, if you know that by letting the dirty dishes sit there in the counter, it will attract bugs or it'll smell bad, that's also considered a hefsid, in which case you could wash the dishes. Shlomo Zalman Arabach has a famous Chiddush where he says if you have a crock pot, so you take out the cholin for Shabbos lunch and uh, now you want to put it in the sink and fill it up with water because you know if you, if you leave it there on the side on the counter so the, the cholin around the walls of the crock pot gets very hard and it's difficult to get it off after Shabbos. So Shlomo Zalman says as long as the cholin is still moist you'd be allowed to put it in the sink and fill it up with water because you're only doing that to avoid the, the, the cholin getting harder and more difficult to remove. That's, that's based on a hefzid. Says Rishlom Zaman, however, if it's already, you dished out the crock pot an hour ago and it's been sitting there for a while, so all of the, the cholin on the, the sides and the walls is already hard, then there'd be no heter whatsoever to fill it up with water because then you're only doing it to save you time afterwards, but you're not doing it to avoid this cholin getting to a, to a more severe stage. Uh, Ramosha was not a fan of that chiddish, and Ramosha held that filling up the crock pot even if it's still moist, he felt would be an Isra Vachana. However, a Moshe held that you could do Harama. Harama is uh, using a roundabout way. And his Eitzah was, you could put the crockpot in the sink, and then when you wash your hands, when you have to, your hands are dirty, you want to wash them off, you can make sure to wash them over the crockpot so the water goes into the crockpot. And that kind of Harama, at least regarding this Isra Durabana, would be Mutter. So you have Rishlam Zalman saying, as long as it's moist, it would be fine. And Ramosha who did not sign off on that, but he held you could use harama. But that's one basic heter of hefsin. Another claw we mentioned in the beginning, that hachana could be through dibur as well. So even though the mice I'm about to do could be permissible, if I specify, if I verbalize why I'm doing it, that's problematic. So one example that's quoted in the poskim is if Shavuos is falling out on a Sunday, and therefore, at least you have a chance of potentially taking a nap on Shabbos afternoon. To do so, even though your mindset is to be able to learn with some level of consciousness, Lel Shavuos, that's okay, because it's not nicker. One of the qualifications um, of Hachan is that you have to be doing an extra Misa that's clear that I'm, I'm doing it for after Shabbos. Taking a nap on Shabbos is something that, that many people do. But you still shouldn't say, I'm going to lay down to be able to have energy and koach to learn this evening. You can't verbalize that. Another example would be during the nine days where we don't wear freshly cleaned clothing. We know that Shabbos, you're allowed to do so. So oftentimes what happens, you forget to wear your shirts before the nine days. Shabbos comes along, so okay, we'll hop around. We'll make sure to wear all of our clean shirts today on Shabbos to get ready for the, the rest of the nine days. Is that mutter, is that asr, and the answer is, it's mutter as long as you do it in the, in the right way. 
which means you can't just put on the shirt for a few minutes and walk around in it and then take it off. Ideally, you want to have some use on Shabbos itself. So you'd put on a shirt to, uh, to wear Friday night, and then Shabbos morning, you would have another shirt, and then when you come home from shul, Shabbos after Shachris, you could put another shirt on. As long as it's serving a purpose on Shabbos as well, that would not be a violation of a chana. But again, you should not say expressly, I'm doing this in order to have shirts for the nine days. So we have two major heterim, one is hefsid, and the other heter is if it's not nicker, it's not recognizable that you're doing this for after Shabbos. However, you want to avoid verbalizing that you're preparing for afterwards. Um, let's talk a little further about washing dishes, because this is a, a very common shayla that comes up all the time on Shabbos and Yontif. So we spoke about Rishlam Zalman's chiddush, uh, filling up the crock pot, and that was a machlokas of Rishlam Zalman or Moshe. There's interesting discussion regarding using dishes Friday night. Let's say we have 10 people all together at home, and uh, I want to wash the dishes to use them again for Shabbos lunch. And that's clear in the mission, and that's okay. But let's say for Shabbos lunch we're only having five people. Would I be allowed to wash all ten dishes, knowing that we only need five? Or a similar question would be, maybe we use ten dishes Friday night, but altogether we have 25 dishes, so I don't have to wash these now. I could use my other clean dishes. Now, I'd rather not do that. I'd rather wash these dishes so I don't have 20 dishes to wash after Shabbos is over. So in both cases, that would be permissible. You're allowed to wash the dishes Friday night, even though you might not need as many. As long as you need dishes in general, you don't have to be medactic in exactly how many you need. And although you have other dishes that are clean, there's no need to, uh, to take those out. You'd be allowed to wash these. The Aruch HaShulchan writes that in, uh, in that case, it's better to be machmir, better to use the clean dishes, although he does write the minigas to be mekel. And Ramosha was clear, this is actually quoted in Rabbi Eider's sefer, that Ramosha said explicitly that you're allowed to wash dishes to use them tomorrow, even though you have other clean ones. Um, another interesting question when it comes to dishes, and this is a, sometimes a major point of conflict. Let's say uh, someone says, I don't need these dishes, I'm not having any more company, but I just can't stand having these dirty dishes sitting here on the counter. It's bothering me. It's taking away my menuchas and nefesh and my menuchas Shabbos. I need to wash them. So can you argue that's considered L'Tzorach Hayom? Because I feel this way right now, and by washing the dishes, I'll be uh, alleviating myself from this anguish. It's not called L'Tzorach Hayom. So we do find in Simen Shin Beis, Simon Shin Beis is the Simon of Libun, and it speaks about folding up the talis to use after Shabbos. We know in general there are two potential issues with folding clothing on Shabbos. Number one is Libun, that if you fold it on the crease, according to some poskim, since you're enhancing the begid, that would be a violation of cleaning the, uh, the article of clothing. So we try to avoid folding on creases. And the other issue potentially is a chana. If you're folding something and there's no use for it on Shabbos, only for after Shabbos, that would be considered preparing. Parenthetically, the, the Mishnah Bura quotes one of the Achronim that says, even though you're allowed to fold off the crease, some were machmir, and some held that it's better not to fold at all, just roll it up and you can put the talus back in the bag. The Orach HaShulchan says, he quotes that same shita. And he says, that's not our custom, though. We do fold up talesim. We just don't do it on the crease. 
Better to be machmir, to fold it up, and not roll it up, because that's lav derech b'nei adam. That's not the way human beings should conduct themselves. But those are the two potential issues when it comes to folding. The, uh, the Mishnah Brewer there in Sifkot and Yitas writes, Matzina semitos milal Shabbos le Shabbos. You're allowed to make beds Friday night for Shabbos morning, like we saw in the Mishnah and Kofi Gimel. And it's even better to do so from Erev Shabbos. But you can't make beds on Shabbos for after Shabbos. And like we said, it means you can't get the beds ready for sleeping if you're not going to need them until after Shabbos. And here's the Magan of Ram, the Mishnah Brew quoting the Magan of Ram. Im Hamita Omedis Bebeso. If this couch or bed is in your home, v'hudavur maguna u'bizoyon l'shabes sheyamod kach, and it's a bizoyon to to have an unmade bed or a couch like that during Shabbos, even though you're not going to use it, mutter lahatzia, you'd still be allowed to make it. The mikrit tzorech Shabbos. That's not considered a chana. That's viewed as L'Tzorech Shabbos, because it's a bizayon for Shabbos having this, this couch or bed um, unmade in the living room. So potentially the application could be to dishes as well. You have dirty dishes sitting on the counter, and they have to remain there for hours and hours over Shabbos. Maybe that's the L'Tzorech Shabbos. The truth is, I saw in the Shulchan Shlomo, Shulchan Shlomo in Simin Shinchav Gimel, he quotes from Shlomo Zaman Arbach, where he says that I'm a supik, I'm not sure. Im adam madiach kelim mipnei shekasha lo lisbol Is a person allowed to wash dishes, not because he needs to use them for Shabbos, but he just can't stand the lack of cleanliness. Is that considered l'tzarech hayom? Venira, and Roshlom Zalman says, it appears that benidam didon shaper chashiv k'tzarech Shabbos I would say that is L'Tzorech Shabbos, and therefore Hadacha Muteris, that washing would be Mutter, that would not be considered Hachana. Now when it comes to Halacha Lemaisa, I think we have to be somewhat careful, because this heter can be misapplied or overapplied. I think we have to be very honest with ourselves. And if it's not us, if it's our wives, whoever it is, we have to be honest with ourselves and ask the following question. Is the reason why it's bothering me, is it because... I just really can't stand having dirty dishes. Is that really my personality where every time I finish with a dish, I never let it sit there in the sink or on the counter, I have to wash it right away? Or is it just because I don't like the fact that I have to wash all of these things after Shabbos? And knowing that I'll have a lot of work after Shabbos is staring my Shabbos, it's taking me away. We have to ask yourself, what's the shorish? What's the reason we feel this way? If it's just to avoid work later on, that's no reason to do hachana. That's the definition of hachana, and of course it's usr. If it's based on a personality that I really can't stand dirty things around, so then based on Shlomo Zalman, and potentially based on that mission of Rura, there'd be room to be mekel. So that's regarding cases of washing dishes. Um, uh, one last point is, are you allowed to place dishes into a dishwasher? And the Ramosh has a tshuva on this, and his basic answer is yes, you're allowed to do so, because you're not doing any extra maisa. You're not doing anything more, you're just putting them away. So you could put them away on the counter, you could put them away in the sink, or you could put them away in the dishwasher, and it's true that it'll be helpful after Shabbos, because now they're already there, ready to be cleaned. But as long as you're not doing an extra maisa, that's fine. 
the one thing that should be avoided, writes Ramosha in that tshuva, is to avoid borer. So when you're cleaning the table, um, if you take all the big plates off at the same time, then at least you could pile them in, stack them in the dishwasher. But if you take everything together, and then you want to separate the small plates from the bowls or the, the forks from the knives to put them into the dishwasher, that would be considered borer because it's not for immediate use. So as long as you're careful to avoid borer, placing it in a dishwasher would not be an iser v'chana. How about the following etzah? Some people have a basin of warm water with soap uh, just sitting there on the sink or on the counter. And when they clear the table, they place all of the dishes into that basin of water. Would that be an iser v'chana or would that be mutter? So according to Rabbi Shlomo Zalman Arbach, we would argue that would for sure be mutter. And he says you're allowed to fill up the cholin pot as long as it's still moist to avoid it from getting very hard and, and difficult to remove later. So for sure he would say this case is mutter. The truth is even Ramosha would say this case is mutter as long as the basin was filled with water from before Shabbos. Because then there's no extra misa. I could put the dishes on the counter, I could put them in the sink, I could put them in the dishwasher, or I could put them in the basin. And it's true, it'll be helpful, and that's wonderful. It'll, it'll make it a lot easier to wash dishes after Shabbos is over, but there's not an extra misa. All right, let's, uh, let's move on to one of the major discussions in the world of Hachana, which is the question of, am I allowed to bring my talis home after davening? Or a similar question, if I have my machzer at shul and I've had it with me for the first two days of Rosh Hashanah, now we're going into Shabbos, so I no longer have a need for my machzer, can I bring home my machzer Friday, the second day of Yantif? Or if I have my lulav at shul, let's say it's the first day of Yantif, and the, the whole family comes to shul, so everyone's yotze lulav, there's no need to bring it back for anyone in the, in the house. Can I bring it back anyway? I like, I have my special mahalach, everyone has their way of keeping things fresh. I put my lulav in the refrigerator, and I put my hadassim over here, and my rabos over there. So would I be allowed to bring home my lulav and put everything back in its place? Or let's say I, I'm, I take a safer off the shelf. It's late Shabbos afternoon, and I'm um, learning, and when I'm done learning, I want to put it back. So on one hand, I want to be a mensch. You take off a safer, you want to put it back. On the other hand, you know full well that you're not going to use this safer before Shabbos is over. So these are all questions that come up frequently. And there's a famous sock of Shlomo Zalman that's quoted in the Shmir Shabbos. This is in the Perek Chavches, Os Pe'alef. He writes as follows. Kol mishum tircha. Anything that you do that's not a tircha, and you normally do this without thinking about the toelis, without even considering the benefit that this will have in the future. That kind of action is mutter to do on Shabbos. Meaning to say, if the reason why I'm doing something has nothing to do with preparation for the future, it's just almost an automatic thing. This is what you do, it's part of the process. So then that's not considered a chana. Even though there might be a benefit for during the week, and he writes in the footnote, even if that's my intention, I know this will be helpful, but I'm not doing it to be helpful, I'm doing it because this is, this is where it goes, this is where it belongs, this is just part of the maisa. As long as you don't say it explicitly to avoid the, the hachana bedibor, so then that would be mutter. 
And therefore he says, Lechein halukeach talus lebeisik kinesis, v'melkum sheyesh eruv, if you carry your talus to shul, mutur af lachzira habaisa, you're allowed to bring it home. Mutur lachzir sefer limkomo ba'aron hasvarim, and you're also allowed to return a sefer, even though you know full well that it will not be used until Shabbos is over. That's just bringing it back. That's just part of the Misa. I'm not doing it because I'm preparing for later. I'm doing it because that's what you do. This is a massive heter of Shlomo Zaman Arabach. And therefore, when it comes to the case of the Lulav, I think the answer would be it depends. If you want to bring it back to its spot, because you have your whole setup, and you want to put it back in the refrigerator, and I keep my Lulav here, my Esrog here, so then Shlomo Zaman would say, that's okay. That's not preparation. You're bringing it back to its spot. If, however, let's say the first two days of Yontif, you leave your Lulav and Esrog in Shul, and now it's Friday and it's going into Shabbos, and you want to bring it home. Uh, why do I want to bring it home? Because I don't need it here anymore, so I might as well get out of the way. So that would be a problem, because that's, that's not considered returning it to its spot. That's, that's moving it for the next day. So that would be an Isra Vachana. That's interesting. According to Shlomo Zalman, it would probably come out that Ramosha has a tshuva where he speaks about brushing teeth, and we've spoken about this in the past, permissible ways of brushing teeth on Shabbos. So one of the things that Ramosha says is that when you're done brushing your teeth, you shouldn't clean off the toothbrush to put it away. Now, he, he qualifies that. Friday night, there's no problem, because when you clean off the toothbrush, you're doing so for Shabbos morning. But Shabbos morning, assuming you're not going to brush your teeth again until after Shabbos is over, so then you would not be able to clean off the toothbrush. According to Shlomo Zalman, he would likely argue on that. He would say that there's no real tircha involved. I'm not doing it with any thought of preparing for after Shabbos. It's just what I do. It's natural. It's automatic. According to Shlomo Zalman, that would be mutter to clean up the toothbrush after you brush your teeth. So that's a major psaka of Shlomo Zalman. And according to this, the case we mentioned earlier, where you're allowed to put the food away in the refrigerator because otherwise it would be a hefzid, or placing the bookmark inside of a sefer, the heter we had before was based on hefsid, that there's no iser of hachana if something would be lost or, or destroyed. But based on the, the chiddush of Rishlom Zalman, all those cases would also be mutter for a different reason, which is there's no real thought. It's just part of, of how you use a sefer. When you're done with the sefer, you have a bookmark. When you're done with food, you put it away in its spot. And that would not be considered hachana. Now, some have the question of Rishlom Zalman, how can, you, how can you say this? You're basically removing the Isra Chana from most situations. Washing dishes. What's the Isra of washing dishes? Let's say we're a family, that whenever we're done eating our, our Suda, we bring the dishes to the table, to the, the kitchen, halavai, and uh, we wash them right away. That's just part of what we do. So that's also, there's no Isra Chana in that case? That would be crazy. That means there's never Isra Chana. But the answer is, and the, the Sefer Orcha Shabbos addresses this, I think it's a fairly simple approach. The whole heter of Shlomo Zalman is, like it says in the Shmir Shabbos, kol davr she'ein basiyasa mishum tircha. You're just doing something small, you're not even thinking about it, just part of the process. You're taking your talis home, or you're putting the thing back on the shelf, you're putting something back in the refrigerator, if you're doing a Maisa Choshev, like washing dishes, that's significant, and, and that is a Maisa Shiesh Potircha that would never fall under the umbrella of this Chiddush. So we've spoken about some of the basic Klalim regarding Achana. I'd like to, uh, to delve into quickly Achana in relation to Yontif. 
The, the simin on Hachana in relation to Yantif is found in Tav Kuf Gimel. The Mechaber tells us, Asr lafas lavasha lalishchot b'yomtev l'tzarech machar. It is asr to bake or cook or shecht an animal on Yantif for after. So although generally we say that ochal nefesh is mutter, it's only l'tzarech hayom, only if you need it for the day itself. Afilu hu Shabbos, o yomtev, even the next day is Shabbos, yomtev, you still can't do anything on this day for the next. Even the two days of Rosh Hashanah, the Chiddush here is that even though we say Rosh Hashanah, the two days are considered a Yom Arichta, where regarding certain halachos we view it as one long day of Yantif, that's only Lechumra, but we don't say that Lekula. So you cannot do any, uh, any cooking on the first day of Rosh Hashanah for the second day. However, the Mechaber tells us that you're allowed to fill up a pot filled with chicken, even if you only need one piece. As long as you need one piece for now, even though the majority of this will be for later on, for the next day of Yontif, that would be permissible. And the basic rationale is you're not doing an extra Misa. Now, to, to, to realize, this discussion is not just in the world of Echana. When it comes to Yontif, and, and Malacha la'ochal nafesh is mutter, and we're limiting that heter to say it's only mutter l'tzarech yom, we paskin that any malacha that's done for after yantiv would be an iser deraisa. So there, there are two very separate issues here. One is hachana, when there's no malacha whatsoever, I'm just doing an action for after Shabbos yantiv. And the other issue is doing real malacha on yantiv, if it's not l'tzarech yom, that would be an iser deraisa. So the Mechaber is addressing the iser deraisa, and he's saying, even regarding doing malacha, you would still be allowed to do bishel or afiyah as long as it's going to be used for the first day of Yantif as well, even though you have in mind to use it, uh, the majority of it, for the next day. Hagah says the Ramah, And of course you're allowed to shecht an animal, even though you only want one hamburger. But you can't have a hamburger without shechting the entire cow. Says the Ramah, you're also allowed to have many different pans in the oven, although you're only going to eat from each one a little bit. But the case here is, you have a pan of chicken, a pan of kugel, a pan of vegetables. So then, as long as you're going to have a little bit from each pan, you're allowed to have a whole 9 by 13 of each one. However, you can't have more than one pan of one type of food. If you're only having one piece of chicken, so you can't do two actions of having two pans of chicken in the oven. Sorry, the dafka But this hetar is only before achila. That means before lunch on yantif. Then you're allowed to to put all the food in the oven as long as you're going to have some of it for the suda, even though the majority will be left over for the next day. But after you're done with lunch on the first day of Yantif, you would not be allowed to cook Velomar and to say, I'll have a Kazayas later on. Because that's Harama, that's playing games. You, you, you can't do that. It has to be before the Yantif Suda. Now, why don't we like Harama? Earlier on, we said Ramosha gave us the, uh, the eights of putting the crock pot in the sink and washing your hands over the crockpot. That was Harama, but he was fine with that. The answer is, that was regarding the issue of Hachana. Purely a abundant question, there's no malacha being done. 
So we're much more flexible, we're much more willing to accept Harama. When it comes to this case, which is potentially Diraisa, we do not lock Harama at all, and therefore, all this has to be done before the, the Yantif Suda. Now the Mishnah Bura here, in uh, Sif Katan Zion, he writes, Im ein sarach klal. Let's say you don't need this food for the Suda Sayom. And your main intent here is for the evening, which is the next day. And they're only eating a little bit now for the Suda because you really want to cook it now for the next day. But you don't really need it for the Suda. So regarding this, Yesh Deos Ben HaPoskim, we have a Machlokis, the Yesh Osrim. Some say it's Asr because that's Harama. We can't play games with this issue of real Malacha. Others are Mekel. Why? Because you're at least eating some of it. And listen to this next step. And it's still at least being placed in the oven before the Yant of Suda, like we'll see later on. So that's a Machlokis. But the, the tzad to be mekel is only because you're eating some of it, and it's placed in the oven before lunch on the first day. The Mishnah Brewer says that the world is mekel, like the second opinion, that they cook in the morning for the night time, which is the day two. And they eat a little bit from it. No need to say anything, they have, they have what to rely on. However, One who is stringent upon himself and chooses not to cook But the only thing you're doing is cooking what you need for today's lunch and you're just cooking a lot of it to have more for the night. So then, that's a wonderful chumrah. But the machlokas here is if you don't really need the food, but you're still cooking it before the suda. The question would be, let's say it's after lunch. Let's say it's four or five in the afternoon, and I'm getting stressed about having all the company this evening. Is there anything I could do to get that food ready in the oven before the second day? So potentially you could argue, um, if we want to feed the kids dinner, I want to feed them chicken, I want to feed them kugel. So instead of just taking one piece of chicken and putting it in the oven, you would be allowed to take the entire 9 by 13 pan and place it in the oven. Now you can't place two pans in the oven, but you're allowed to take the whole pan. If you want to feed them some vegetables, you can take the whole pan of vegetables and put that in the oven. As long as it's real, as long as you're really serving this to them for supper, and there's a good chance they're going to eat it, then that would be permissible, because that's considered Litzar Chayom. But anything beyond that, just playing games after the, uh, the, 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 the lunch suda, the first day, is, is bordering on real, on real achano. And even though it's already cooked, perhaps, you're just warming it up, so there might not be a malacha, there's no shailab deraisa, but unless you have a real reason for using it right now, that would be usher based on achano. Um, now there's a question that at least this past yantav came up three or four times in different situations. When it comes to not doing malacha, but just preparing, doing an extra maisa, carrying a bottle of wine. Let's say I'm davening, about to go to Shuladava Mincha, 
and I know I'm going to be eating at someone's house tonight, which is officially day two of Yantif. Can I bring wine with me to bring over to their house? Or um, we, have, we have food in the freezer. So I know I can't do any cooking or preparing, but can I at least take the food out of the freezer on the first day of Yantif? So by the time the evening comes, it should be thawed out, and then I could put it in the, in the oven. Or we, I want to serve soda at the night meal, and the warm soda is just gross, and so I want to put the soda in the refrigerator. Can I do that now? These are all questions of Ahana that come up all the time on Yantif, and there is one major, major source to be aware of regarding all of these questions. This is the Chayadam. The Chayadam in Klal Tzaditas, we have this on the sheets. Um, he says this Bekitzer, but he elaborates more in Kufnun Gimel. And uh, he speaks about the Magan of Ram. There's a Magan of Ram who tells us that you're not allowed to carry wine, to transport wine from, um, from place A to place B, as long as you'd only need it after first day of Yantif. That would be an example of a Chana. However, comes along the Chai Adam and says, Bishmini tzamech l'chashaycha im i'efshar lo oshia lo tircha harbe l'fanos hakele minasukah belaylo. If you were to wait till the end of Shemini Atzeris, to the night of Simchas Torah, to bring all of the chairs and table and other kalim from the sukkah inside the house, it would be either impossible to do because it's pitch black, or it would be a major tircha. Then mutter lefanos biyom lahaviim lebeiso. You'd be allowed to take them in from the sukkah and put them into your home on Shemini Atzeris itself. As long as you don't set them up until the evening. Because if you were to organize them and get them set up during Shemini Yatzeris for the night Suda, that would be considered preparing from one day to the next. If the table comes apart, you can't place the top of it on the legs because when you're finishing something, when you're bringing something to its conclusion, that's the definition of achana. Avol haval lebeso, but just bringing it from the sukkah into your home, lo havi That's not considered preparation. And therefore, based on this chayadim, we have a radical new understanding of achana. It's only when you're making something muhan, when I'm making something ready, the table is now ready to go, or the table is set, that's hachana. Just transferring something from point A to point B, that's not hachana. He goes on to say, he's bothered by the question, but how about the Magan of Ram? The Magan of Ram said that it's Asr lahavi yayin miyamtaf lechaver. You can't bring wine on the first day with the mindset of drinking it on the second day. So tzarachiyin, what's what's the problem? So says the Chayadim v'tzarach lomar. It must be dekavanasam b'samach lechashecha. The Magan of Ram and the Mariel, they were only saying you can't bring wine on the first day for the second day if you're doing so samach lechashecha. You're doing so close to evening. Then it's clear it's not for the Tzorach Hayom, it's not for the first day. It's Nikr, you're doing it for the second day. And therefore the conclusion of the Chai Adam is, because this is not a, not a simple thing, but he feels the Bishasad Chak Bakal in a bind where it would not be easy to find wine, you would be allowed to bring wine, 
And the same thing is true with any other beverage or anything else. From the first day to the second day. Because you could argue this is not called the Chana. Nothing is, is coming to its fruition. You're just transferring something. The main thing is you have to bring it while it's still many hours of daylight. So it's not clear you're doing so for preparation of the next day. So, according to the Chayadim, if you were to take out something from the freezer sometime earlier on in the day, on the first day, even though I'm doing so for the nighttime Suda, that would be permissible. Because waiting till 8.30 p.m. to take something out of the freezer for the first time would be a major tircha. That would delay things by a long time. According to the Chayadim, you're just taking something out of the freezer, that would be mutter. The same thing would be true. You're placing soda into the refrigerator. Now, your goal is that it should be cold for the evening, but uh, it's just havab alma. You're not really being mechen. Now, again, in all these cases, we would say you should not verbalize your intent. That, that, that's a different issue. That's a chana bedibor. But, but doing this type of action, if you're transferring something, bringing a table inside, or we had, the, we had a case on Shabbos, we, they brought in extra chairs to the shul because there was an overflow crowd, but then as soon as Shachris is over, the question was, can we bring some of these chairs back to the small base medrash? Now, why did they want to bring them back? Not because we needed them there, it's just the, it'll make things easier for after Shabbos. The truth is, according to many things we learn today, the answer would be, most likely it's permissible. Number one is, those chairs belong in the small base medrash. So you have the, the svar of Shlomo Zalman Arbach, that you're just putting something back, and it's hard to say that's a major tircha, carrying a chair 20 feet. And according to the Chayadam, just transferring something, it's havab alma, that's not even in, in the definition of a chana especially because there are many hours until the end of the day. So nothing's nicker that you're doing it for after Shabbos, and there are probably other, other reasons as well. Uh, one thing to point out, though, in all these cases, when we're speaking about the, uh, the, the heter of Shlomo Zaman Arabach, taking a talis home, or taking your lulav home, uh, that's on Yontif, let's say, or on Shabbos, carrying something, obviously all these cases have to be when there's an Eruv. And that's true even for Yontif. Because even though you're allowed to carry a yontif, that's only litzarech hayom. So the heter of bringing your talis back to your place, because that's just putting it back, that's automatic, that's not achana, or bringing your lulav back home to place it back in the refrigerator, those, those ideas, that svara, that just takes away the iser derabana of achana. But if there's no eruv, then everyone would agree you cannot carry your talis outside of shul. You can't carry the lulav outside of shul unless you need to take it back for that same day. If your wife is at home waiting for you to bring her the lulav, then that would be permissible. And although that itself is a, a discussion, even though she has no real chiyuv, we pass and as long as she's going to do the mitzvah, that's considered carrying the lulav litzorach. And one last case, which is an interesting question. When you leave your home to go daven mincha and you have your keys in your pocket, now, the, the reason why I have my keys in my pocket is that when I come home later this evening, which is already the second day of Yontif, I'll be able to, uh, to unlock my door. But you could argue that's considered a chana. You're preparing now. I don't need my keys for this day. I need it for the second day. I'm preparing for the second day. So according to Shlomo Zalman, the answer would be simple. That's not a chana. That's just, the, that's what you do. You, you keep your keys in your pocket. There's no tircha and there's no thought that I'm doing this for the next day. That would be 100% fine. However, if there's no Eruv, 
So then, that would be considered carrying something, I'm not carrying the keys for the Tzoruch Hayom. And that would be a problem. And that's where an Eruv would be very helpful, even on Yontif, for a case like that. So here we have it. These are some of the, the guiding principles of Achana. We've seen the basic definition of doing any extra Misa for after Shabbos or after Yantif. One thing we stayed away from on purpose is the whole discussion of doing Malacha on Yantif for Shabbos and the, the creation of the Arab Tavshilin, which allows us to prepare for Shabbos. We'll leave that for a, a different conversation in Mitzvah Shem. Uh, we saw the, the famous Mishnah and Shabbos and the Brisa speaking about washing dishes and making beds. We spoke about the reason for the Isra Vachana is based on Zilzal. It takes away, it detracts from the Kedusha Sayom. We mentioned that Amira itself, even mentioning something that's going to take place after Shabbos is problematic. And therefore, when you're allowed to do something that's not nicker, just make sure not to verbalize why you're doing it. We spoke about the major heter of Hefsid, that any time there's a loss, there's no Isser of Hachana. And that got us into the interesting Machlokas between Shlomo Zalman and Ramosha regarding washing at a crockpot. Now in this particular Indian, it seems like most poskim uh, don't necessarily go with Rabbi Shlomo Zalman. And I think the, uh, the, the more prevalent Eitzah is like Ramosha, just using the Haroma trick, having the crockpot in the sink and washing your hands over the crockpot. However, in the other discussion, we mentioned Rishlomo Zalman's Chiddush, that uh, the definition of a Chana is only when you're doing a substantial action clearly for preparation, but just bringing home your talis or bringing back a sither, those types of examples, that is muskam, that is accepted, I think, by Rov Poskim, and that's done halach lemaisa. Spoke about different cases of washing dishes, of putting dishes in a dishwasher, which is okay, putting dishes into a, a basin filled with water, which according to Rishlam Zalman is, is good for sure, even filling up the basin to put the dishes in, as long as the, uh, the schmutz and the dishes are still moist, that would be okay. And according to Ramosha, the only hatter would be if the basin was filled up with water before Shabbos, so there's no extra misa. Uh, we mentioned that although the Orach HaShulchan says better to be machmir, Ramosha held that the prevalent custom is you're allowed to wash dishes used Friday night for Shabbos morning, even though you have other ones available and um, spoke about the application of Shlomo Zalman's Chiddush regarding brushing one's teeth, that you'd be allowed to wash off your toothbrush. And then we jumped into the, the world of Yontif, spoke about the, the idea that although Melacha for Ochal Nefesh is Mutar on Yontif, it's only Mutar L'Tzarech Hayom, not for the next day. And uh, we, we had a couple of exceptions to that rule. The eights of Mechaber is you could fill up a big pot, of chicken as long as you're going to eat at least some of it for the Suda. We saw that after the Suda of the first day, then it's not so simple to do any real bishul at that point. The only potential hatter would be if you're really cooking food to have on the first day of Yantif um, to serve the t- children for dinner or something like that, where there's a real tzorech. So then, if you're doing just one maisa, you're allowed to put four pieces of chicken in, even though you only need really one. And then we spoke about bringing things or moving things around, taking the chairs from inside to outside or taking something from the freezer and having it thaw out or putting soda into the fridge. In all those cases, we have the, the famous Chayadim, both in Klal Tzaditas and in Kufnan Gimbal, where he says the definition of a Chana is being mechin, bringing something to its fruition. And uh, although we don't rely on this Somach Lechsheicha, because then it's still nicker, it's clear you're doing it for the second day, if you would take out something from the fridge or bring the wine to shul with plenty of time before, 
assuming that it's too hard to do afterwards or too much of an inconvenience, then that would be that would be mutter. And there is one qualification to the Chayodim that we find in the Mishnah Buru in Simon Tafresh Samach Zayin, where the Mishnah Buru in Sifkat and Hay quotes the Chayodim, and he goes like this, Halach Lamaisa, that not only do we, do we have to do the Hava, the carrying of the wine, or the taking out the food from the freezer, where there's still many hours left in the day, the other thing is, this is only Mutter, when you're doing so Litzarech Shabbos, or Litzarech a second day Yantif. He writes the Mishnah Burah, Mikomakum Litzarechol, Ein Lanu Raya Lahatir. But if you're doing it for the next day, right, let's say this evening is not Shabbos or Yantif, rather it's a weekday, so then we'd not want to rely on this heter of the Chayadam, the Yeshlom, or the Dafka Litzarech Mitzvah Mutter, because perhaps it's only Mutter Litzarech Mitzvah. So we've just scratched the surface, really, of this uh, this whole discussion of Achana, but at least it's good food for thought, and in Ritz Hashem, we could always have further discussions on the topic. Have a wonderful day.